Gospel according to St Matthew, the 11th chapter. Jesus said, But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came, eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we come again to offering the Eucharist together, many priests will prepare using prayers as they robe. You may find it reassuring to know that at the very beginning of the proceedings there's a prayer for hand-washing. Give virtue to my hands, O Lord, that being cleansed from all stain, I might serve you with purity of mind and body. It's a prayer that you might want to learn, since we're all going to be washing or sanitizing our hands a lot in church for the foreseeable. There are other prayers for the priest too. One for the amice, which is the white square of fabric that's used to cover the outdoor clothes. One for the alb, which represents the white robe of baptism. One for the girdle, asking for chastity and self-control. There's one too for the maniple, which isn't worn often these days, but was there to wipe away the tears that sometimes come so naturally when we pray. If you look carefully in Fenditon Vestry, you will see a sign on one of the cupboards to indicate where they were stored until not that long ago. Lastly, there's a prayer for the chasuble, the coloured overgarment, not unlike a poncho that represents the church and shows outwardly that the priest acts not on his or her own authority. The prayer for the chasuble is based on a line from today's Gospel. O Lord who has said, My yoke is sweet and my burden is light, grant that I may so carry it as to merit thy grace. I find this prayer always a challenge. Depending on where we sit on the theological spectrum, the idea of meriting grace might seem a contradiction in terms. Grace, of course, is unmerited favour. That's what it is. So how can we possibly talk about meriting God's grace? Well, of course, we can't merit grace, not in the sense of deserving grace or having it as our due in some way. That wouldn't be grace at all. It would be a reward or something earned. But consider it, if you will, this way. We respond to God's grace, or we can choose not to. But even when we do respond to God, our responses to grace aren't consistent or uniform. There are days through God's grace that I carry grace better than others. That is, I honour the gifts of God appropriately and well. But then there are the days that, well, they're just better forgotten.
In this sense, then, the prayer that we merit God's grace makes perfect sense. For it's not about redefining grace. It's just about asking that we might carry it well. It's a way of drilling into us slow learners that, as Jesus also says in today's Gospel, wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. And if we want to enter into God's wisdom, we really need to act accordingly. So perhaps this too is a prayer that you might learn as we think about coming back into church and offering the Eucharist together. O Lord, who has said, my yoke is sweet and my burden light, grant that I may so carry it as to merit thy grace. Amen. Thank you.